Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. But have you ever been in a hurry and like uh, trying to get somewhere, you're running a little late and you're coming to a, a railroad crossing and right at the, the time that you see the crossing ahead, all of a sudden the lights start flashing and the arm comes down and, and then you got to stop. I don't know if anybody else does this or not, but the first thing I do is I count how many engines are on that train. Does anybody else do that? Yep. Yes. Why? Because that's going to tell me how long I'm going to have to wait, right? I mean, like, because if there's five engines, I got 30 minutes, you know, like, dang, this thing from here to Alabama, you know. Uh, and so what I've discovered, too, is you, as you watch those engines goes by, you realize that as long as those carts are connected to that engine, they're going in the same direction that engine's going to go, right, no matter how long. And I would like to tell you that's the, that's the, uh, the same is true with your life is that the people that you're connected to in your life are going to determine the direction your life goes. Would you agree with that? The people you're connected to are going to determine the direction of your life. And so I have this statement that I hope you never forget. I hope that you, you teach it to your parents, you teach it to your children, you teach it to everyone that you come in contact with. It's coming up on the screen, and so let's say it together. You ready? It says this. My connections will determine, it will determine my direction. My connections will determine my direction. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is this, is who is going to be the who in my life? Who am I going to connect myself to? It's very, very important. Who am I going to connect myself to? It's been said that your life will be the average of the five people that you choose to spend your extra time around. Five people, so you can't help who you work around. You can't help who you go to school around. You can't help that. You can't even help your family, can you? <laughs> you know? So, so having said that, if, if, the, if the five people that I choose to spend my time around where I make the choice are going to determine my direction, and it's going to determine, I become the average of that. The question is this, what relationships do you need to upgrade because you're not ever going to get better until you get away from those people and you find better people. You have to. And so even when it comes to our family, you know, we, we're born into our family. We have no choice about it. But again, we get to choose who we spend extra time with, right? You know, if you don't like your brother-in-law, you don't have to spend your extra time with them. You know, it's Christmas and holidays and family reunion, yes. But outside of that, no. I'm not doing it, Right? Because if you're down here, I don't want to go down there. And so uh, I share this with you because I want to talk to you today about how to pursue the right who. How do you pursue the right who? Because, again, your connection is going to determine your direction. It's going to determine the level of your life. And I want to share something with this with you because of that. Now, pursuing the right who, we learn this from Jesus. It's amazing to me. Now, when Jesus, of course, was a little boy, 
his family would go up to a Jewish holiday, and they would go to Israel, uh, or to actually Jerusalem, with a family holiday called Passover. And when they would go, they would go, their whole family would go. So it means like a, a family reunion could be as many people as in this room right now, hundreds of people. And they could all go walk up to, to uh, Jerusalem together for miles to go to this feast. Well, that's happening now. And all of a sudden we see Jesus all of a sudden begins to break out and he starts determining who is he's going to connect himself to. Look what it says here. It says, Luke 2, 40 through 46, it says, as the child grew and became strong, he was filled with what? Wisdom. Wisdom. You know what that means? That doesn't mean that all of a sudden God just did that to him when he was a little boy, no. It means that he was putting himself around people that were, that were smarter than him. Is that he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover when he was how old? When Jesus was middle school age. He learned this principle. He demonstrated it when he was middle school age. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. After how many days? Three. They found him. <laughs> now, let me just say something. Jesus would not, uh, you know, he was Jesus, but yet he was still a boy. And so, therefore, he ditched his family. And he was gone for three days. They didn't even know. Now, if you think you're a bad parent, you know, and you think, oh, my God, I've been a bad parent. Well, let me tell you something. Mary and Joseph lost the Son of God for three days. So you feel better about yourself, right? And so, the, the, again, the way that they could do that is because they traveled with family all the time. And so they thought he was hanging out with one of his cousins. So Mary and Joseph had to turn around. They had to go back to Jerusalem. And so they had to go look for him in Jerusalem. And so they're freaked out, you know, and Jesus has done this to them. And so they go to the Bible, it goes on and says they found him. But look what it says. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the two the teachers, and what? Listening to them and asking questions. Isn't that amazing? A middle schooler teaching us how that our connections determine our direction. I want to give you four things today that I think will help you, that I've practiced in my life, that, I've, I'm trying to, that Jesus modeled for us and showed us, and that is this. The first one, would you write this down? So how to pursue the right who in your life? Number one, would you write down? this down, place yourself around people with godly character. Place yourself around people with godly character. Jesus was sitting among the spiritual teachers. And so what what he was displaying for all of us was this, is that it's so important if you want to have godly character and you want to go a godly direction, You have to pursue people that are going that way. So I wrote this down. Jesus was displaying for all of us the importance of godly connections in order to go a godly direction. Do you see that? In middle school, he was learning that. If I want to pursue my father's will, then I got to pursue people that have done it and are better than me at it. And so I got to pursue that. In order to go a godly direction, I have to have godly connections. It's absolute. Amen, everybody? It's true. You have to have that. Now, look what the Bible says in, 
in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. I want you to read this passage. It's very short, so let's read it together. You ready? Let's read. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And so that is true. You agree with that? I mean, isn't that what our parents tried to teach us? And, and I can tell you as a parent, I tried to teach my kids this too, is that, listen, if you hang around bad people, you're going to do bad things. It just, it's a, why? Because more is caught than taught. Right? It's more is caught. How do, you, how, do you, how do you get good character? How do you get bad character? I'll tell you, you catch it. It's like a cold. From being around people that have a cold, you catch a cold. And the same thing with character. You catch the people's character that you hang around. Do you agree with that? I still practice this in my life. I still am pursuing, trying to pursue the right who's to help me get better at life. Now, many of you might know that uh, I had Pastor Benny Tate here from Rock Springs uh, a couple months ago come and share with us. He pastored a church down in Milner, Georgia. Uh, he runs up over 5,000 people. Well, I want you to know that, you know, last weekend was friend day around here, and I just want to say thank you, first of all, for that. We had, you know, we had um, a Saturday morning service that was actually a memorial service. This place was packed out. Then we had a Saturday night friend day service, three Sundays uh, services, and I just want you to know as a result of that, over 22 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. We had over 1,200 people here at SEC. It's amazing. Thank you. So I say all that to you to let you know that I had a pretty packed weekend. And so as soon as I left our last service, I went by Taco Bell, grabbed a, a burrito, and took off and went down to, and picked Pastor Benny up. He had a speaking engagement. And I had called his assistant and said, listen, any time that I can go and drive him somewhere, I'll do it. And so sure enough, she said, okay, you can go this day. So I went down, picked him up as tired as I was, and he was asking me about my week, you know, and I told him about it. But I drove him an hour and 15 minutes to a meeting, to that meeting. I listened to him talk, and I drove him back home. And then the Monday night was the same thing. He had a meeting again. So I went down, drove. It's, a, it's 45 minutes to his house. I drove an hour and 15 minutes in one way, listened to his meeting, drove him back. And he said, Jeff, why would you do this? I said, because I want to get better. And more is caught than taught. Now, I know that sounds really good right there, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get unspiritual with you, all right? If I go down and meet with him in his office, you know what? I've got it. I, the max, I've got 45 minutes. And at 44 minutes, his assistant's going to come knock on the door and say, uh, Pastor Benny, you have another appointment. Jeff, you got to go. Pretty much, that's what she's going to say. Amen. Well, listen, if I put him in my car... And I'm driving. I can slow down, right? Yes. So, so listen, I love to sound all spiritual to you, but it's strategic. <laughs> so that's why. But I wanted to, more caught than taught. And so I have to, I have to do the same thing. I, if I'm going to get better, I've got to get around better people that are doing it better than me. And so do you. And let me just say something. You've got to pursue those people. They're not going to come and knock on your door and say, oh, how can I make you better? I've got all this time in the world. No, they don't have a lot of time. But they are interested in people that want to get better. So you've got to learn to knock on some good people's door. You've got to learn to say, get to know them. Don't wait for them to come to know you. Get over your insecurity and say, I just got to hang around them. What can I do to get around them to get better? Amen, Amen everybody? Oh, that, that is good right there. That'll help you get better. Now, I want to share this with you. 
One of the, one of the uh, most memorable fights that Rhonda and I had right after we got married was over charcoal. <laughs> you know, in our, our small town we grew up in, all the guys, you know, they had their grill. <clears throat> you know, they were grill. And so that was one of the things I couldn't wait. We got married. I want to grill it. You know, I want to show I'm the man. You know, I'm going I'm to grill you some meat, girl. You know, I'm going <laughs> to fix this, you know. And so sure enough, I went, I went and got some steaks, and I went to Walmart and got my little grill about this big around, and I, I, I put my charcoals on there, and, and, you know, I put the lighter fluid on them. I soaked them up, threw the match on it, and poof, you know, big flame. Yes, full big flame, big fire. Great, yes, that's the way you do it. The flame went out. I threw my steaks on the grill, you know, and, the, and it, it wasn't cooking. So I, oh, got this. I know what to do now. I got the lighter fluid. <laughs> big flame again, big fire, boom, boom, boom. You know, wow, got this, right? And so I took those steaks in there. I laid them on the table, and I was like, let's eat, babe. And so she took the first bite, and she said, I can't eat this. <laughs> oh, it was on then. I said, oh, no. No, me man, me cook meat, you eat. Me cook meat, you eat. Me man. She says, I can't eat this. And I tell you, I eat it because I did it out of spite. It did taste like lighter fluid. And so we just had a big one over there, you know. It's like, oh, you just trying to... Me, man, me cook, meat, you eat. But, but what I discovered was this, is I made a mistake. Amen. Because this charcoal should look like what's behind me. But I had spread them way out. And, and what I discovered was this, until the fire has to get hot and they have to stay together. And in order for the charcoals to continue to cook, they still, you have to spread them out, but they still have to touch. And the one that falls over by itself will never get hot. It will not stay hot, it will, no matter what you do. And I just want to tell you something. If you want to stay hot in your relationship with God, you've got to get around some godly people at times. And you've got to put yourself in an environment to where, where God can flow through you and in you through other people. And the Bible says this. It's not Jeff's words. It's the Bible. Look what the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 10.25. He says, let us not neglect our what? That's charcoal, baby. That's it. That's getting around the charcoal. Our church meeting, as some people do, but what? Encourage and warn each other, especially that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. And so it's the, more that we, the closer we get to Jesus Christ returning again, he said, you need to be around some charcoal, some people that are hot. Are you, if you go by yourself, you're going to get cold. You're going to get cold, and you're going to get disconnected. He goes on to say, Jesus says this in Matthew 18 and 19. Again, I tell you, that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be what? It will be done. Do you believe that? Anything that you ask for, it will be done by the Father in heaven. For where how many? Two. Two or three. Two or three come together in my name. There I am with them. See, Christianity is not a solo act. Jesus said that. He said that when you pray together, when you come together, I'm going to be with you. And that's why it's so important that you connect with someone that's got a godly character because you need them to help take you up because they're, you're going to have questions and you don't know. And there's sometimes you need people. You've got to lean on me. You know, there used to be an old song that said, lean on me, 
when I'm not strong. Okay, right? Yeah, okay, I'll stop so uh, you won't leave. Some of you say, it's time for me to go right now. I've seen you. I've seen you about to check out of here. That's right. Now you know why I preach and don't sing. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, you know, we need each other. And your connections will determine your direction. But I would, I would ask you, I would tell you this as well. Is there some of you that God's blessed you and he's blessed you with godly character and, and you've been living this life a while, but you're in a bubble. you got it all to yourself. You and Jesus got your own thing going, but that's not meant to be that way. You've got to reach back. And there's somebody that works with you, goes to school with you, or, or maybe lives in your neighborhood or whatever, that doesn't have what you have. And so I would challenge you, why don't you reach back to that and help them make a godly connection and you be their connection and help them go up, Right? You see, we have what we call two or more groups here at SEC that we're doing right now through this series. And we've asked, we've, listen, I've written a book to help you. It's a tool to give to someone. And I challenge you, to, why, don't you why don't you buy a copy of someone and give it to them? And actually, you can get it. Matter of fact, now you can actually get it on a Kindle or whatever, on Amazon. You can download it that way. Whatever you can do to connect with someone. And I've, I've done these videos. Uh, there's 10-minute videos. To, I'll teach them a 10-minute Bible study. And, it's, and it, listen, it's not like in-depth, and they're not going to be bored with it. It's a short little Bible study, 10 minutes, I'll teach them, and then you can, it, you, we'll give you questions to ask. So if somebody on your job or, or somebody at your school or whatever, or maybe on your Facebook group or whatever, get some people together and do that. We had a mother who uh, come to me last week. She said, I need you to sign about, I think, seven or eight copies of the book. And I signed them and said, I'm curious, what are you going to do with these books? And she said, well, I'm going to give them to my children. And, and her, two of her children serve in the military, and one of them is overseas right now. She said, I'm going to send them the book, and as a family, we're going to do this material together. We're going to do your opportunity for a better life because I want my kids to have an opportunity for a better life. I had a kid, I had a young man uh, uh, message me last week. He's in Germany. And he said, I just want to say thank you so much because of SEC and this uh, opportunity to connect with people. We have a group, a Facebook group now of, of people, all the young people that are in the military, that they get to come together and have discussions over this topic uh, through Facebook. Isn't that awesome? He said, I'm connected. Isn't that great? That's great. And so I want to challenge you to do that. So if, if you would like some information on the two or more groups, just check the box. You can do it. We'll send you the videos. All you, you just download it. It's real simple, and you can make a difference in someone else's life. It's not you and Jesus got your own thing going. He wants you to share that. Thank God for the people that shared it with me. How about you? Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's say our statement again. You ready? Here it is. It's coming up on the screen. Let's say it. My connections will determine my direction. That is so true. The second thing that Jesus taught us was this, is number two, how to pursue the right who is this, is listen to them. Listen to the people that, are, that, are, that you respect. Listen to them. Jesus was found in their presence, but he also was found listening to them. Look, again, a middle schooler is teaching us these principles. Look what the Proverbs says, Proverbs 18 and 2. Fools do not want to understand what? You know how you know it? Here's how. Look at it. They only want to tell others what they think. That's it. Yes. Listen, if you're doing all the talking, you're not doing any learning. Let me just, I would just challenge you to say, if you're always giving your opinion and you're always telling people, you're going to get stuck in life because the only time that you go up is when you start to listen to other people. 
You, can, you only learn when you listen. You don't learn when you talk. You don't learn when you just keep telling and telling and telling. You've got to learn to listen. Look what James says in the Bible. James 1 and 19 says this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be what? Quick to? Quick to listen. And slow to? And then look at the last part. And slow to get? See, the reason that you're ticked off is because you're not hearing people out. You just, you just, they start saying something, and before they can finish, your mind is already going to, how are you going to tell them this? And you didn't hear anything they said. And so God gave us a great indicator that we need to listen more than we talk, because he gave us one mouth and two ears. Right? And so what is the Bible teaching us here? He's saying this, that when you, when you, when you button up and you listen up, you'll rise up. Did you hear? When you button up and listen up, you'll rise up. That's not just for the Falcons. <laughs> rise up, Atlanta. We won't even go there, right? Falcons, now the Bulldogs, we're just having a hop. <laughs> we have to listen. You can never learn until you listen. If you're always telling... If you always know it all, then you're never going to learn. You know, once I was, uh, uh, when I was about 18, I was working a job after high school, and I was telling, someone had asked me something, I, had, I was just spitting out answers. And this guy, you know, he, come as, he was old, much older than me, of course, and he said, he said, you know, he said, Jeff, you got to answer for everything. And I was like, yes, I do. I'm glad you noticed. But what he really was saying, you're a little jerk. That's what you really are. You don't know. Listen, ask questions. I can tell you, listen, you know that I was a student pastor before I became a pastor? And I can tell you back then I had no children. I had an answer for everything. You have a problem with your child, you come talk to me. But I had children. And now after I have children, you ask me, I say, I don't know. I'll pray for you. <laughs> I have no clue. Once I had children, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All those theories went out the window. So I just pray for you now. You know, you come tell me my kid's going through this. I go, well, you know what? I don't have the answers, but I will pray. Dear God, I'll pray for you. It's coming up on the screen. Let's say it again. You ready? Let's say it. My connections determine. My connections will determine my direction. That is so true. The third thing that Jesus did was this. If, remember, we're talking about pursuing the right who. Is he asked them questions. He asked them questions. Proverbs 13 and 14, look what it says. The instructions of the wise is like a life-giving what? You need some wise people speaking into you. He goes on and says, those who what? Those who accept it, avoid the snares of what? Of death. Look, if you don't have some wise people speaking into you, you're going to miss some things. And let me just say this. If your marriage is struggling, why in the world are you going to people around you that's been married and divorced 15 times getting your marital advice? Or, or the jerk that will not get married and says, you know what, I'm just going to play the field, but bro, if I was you, I'd do this. 
I wouldn't put up with that. Let me just tell you something. That's why they're not married. Because when you get married, you better learn to put up with something, right? You've got to put up with some stuff. And they've got to put up some stuff from you. That's what marriage is all about. And that's what love's about, right? Is that you just begin to, to put up with stuff that you normally wouldn't because you love them. And if you didn't love them, you'd shoot them. Right? Is that the truth or not? And so if you connect yourself with people that say, oh, I ain't put up with that. Oh, I go out here, I'm going to go play the field or whatever. You'll find yourself never being happy with your marriage. You'll never be happy with your parents. Listen, if you're a person, if you're a teenager or a young adult and you're still with your parents and you got your single friend saying, oh, I wouldn't put up with that with my mom and dad. You know what? That's why, that's why they got a basement. It's a dungeon. Their parents have put them in a dungeon down and locked them in. You want to have a better life? You learn to say, no, no, no. I've got to have some people that are going up. Man. And you've got to have them in your life. I can't overstate that. Ask them questions. What kind of questions do you ask? Yes. Listen, how did you do that? How, how did you get from here to there? That's what I'm asking Pastor Benny. I'm like, Pastor Benny, listen, tell me, how did you go to the next level? How did you become a better pastor? How did you become a better husband? How did you do how did you? How did you manage the stress? How do you do that? How do you handle all this stress? How do you do it? I want to know. Tell me. You ask questions. Listen, I was drilling him with questions and drive. I'd ask him questions. I'd start driving. Listen. And I want him to know what he had to say. You ask him questions. Ask him about their daily routine. If you want to change your life, you have to change something in your daily routine. Something has to change in what you do every day to get better. You have to change your daily routine. Ask him about that. Because it's when you begin to ask it that all of a sudden... They feel that you're interested. Never get around people that, are, that, you, that you respect and talk about you all the time. Ask them about them. The more you're interested in them, the more you're going to learn and the more they're going to want you to come back and meet with them again. How did I get back into Pastor Benny's office again? It's because I was interested in him and I shut up. And let him tell me, see? Does that make sense to you? I'm, I want you to get, oh, dear God, I want you to get better. And I'm telling you the secret of life. Okay, so one of the things that we have, we call growth track here at SEC. And again, it helps you get around other people that are a little bit better than you. And so if you want to get on track, go to growth track. And you can sign up on your connection card. I would challenge you to do that. And also, if I didn't tell you the two or more groups, sign up there. You can uh, check that box and we'll send you information. The fourth thing is this. The fourth thing is ask for God's help. Ask for God's help. Jesus, again, we're learning from him. And Jesus in John 8 and 28, he says this. Jesus said, I do nothing on my own but say what? Only what the Father taught me. Notice that. And the next verse that we have on your outline. Jesus said, or James actually said this in James 4 and 2. He says, you have not because you do not ask who? You don't ask God. You got to ask God. I thank God for all the people that have been in my life that I've been able to pursue and who have pursued me. And as you read my book, you'll find the first person was Randy Brooks. I thank God for all those people. Those were, those were horizontal relationships, and I thank God they did help me get better. But I want to tell you the most important relationship in my life was not horizontal, it was vertical. My relationship with Jesus Christ. I would not be married today if it were not for Jesus. 
I know you look at me and you say, you hear me talk up here each week and, and you, th- you can't even imagine that. I told our staff that again this week and, and one of them said, Pastor, that's hard for us to imagine that you and Rhonda ever got that point. We did. The only difference in my life is Jesus. I, I'm, I'm t- listen, I know you, you look at me and you think, well, he's just paid to talk to us and that he's paid to be a Christian. No, 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 no. Jesus has been my life. And I'm telling you, if it had not been for Jesus Christ, Rhonda and I would not be together today because we would have left each other, but we made a commitment to him, and he's come in and he's done miracle after miracle for us, and he's helped us and, and, and healed us. And I want you to know that, listen, when, it, when, our, when our children were putting us through hell, our children were putting us through that. We didn't know what to do. And, it, and we talked to the people out here, but it didn't help us. It was only this relation here that God come in and he healed our hearts and our minds. It's Jesus Christ. He's the Savior of the world. And listen, I don't care what you think about me. I want you to know that I'm in love with him. And he's had my back all these years. And he's got you. And he's got me. I want you to know it's all about Jesus. The times that I wanted to walk away from this church. I would love to tell you that I've been a strong man all my life. And over these 24 years that I've never, I never wanted to give up. But that's not true. It's only been my relationship with God that's kept me your pastor. It's been too much. I couldn't do it on my own. It's Jesus. I'm not kidding. It's Jesus. I just want you to know that I'm nothing without him. And my life is nothing. Everything I am is him. Everything I become is him. I just want you to know that from my heart. I want you to know that, that this is no fake. This is no phony. It's that Jesus Christ. Listen, when we were going through the struggles and I didn't know what to do, when I'd get up in the mornings and I'd read this book and I would read it and I couldn't tell you one word that I read, I realized it wasn't about what was getting. It wasn't about what I was getting out of it. It's what he was getting in me. It's he was getting his spirit in me and he was doing something in me. He was turning in me. God was doing what I could not do and the only reason I stand here today is because of him it's not about me it's him Jesus it's Jesus I'm telling you it's Jesus it's Jesus you just don't know what he what he's brought me from and what he saved me from and you don't know what he's got gotten us through I'm telling you it's Jesus all day long only thing that I learned when I was 15 years old is I can learn I call on his name and somehow he just gets you through it I don't know how but he got us through it it's Jesus it's Jesus the vertical relationship is what matters more than anything else. I'm telling you, you can have all the great people in your life you want to, but that still doesn't satisfy. Look at all the rich people who are ending their lives. Why? Because they got everything. They got all the connections. They got all the money, but they don't have Jesus. They don't have Jesus. And without Jesus, you can't make it, man. You need something. He's a, he's a friend that will be closer than a brother. When I was crying my eyes out at midnight, when Rhonda wasn't looking, and he was there with me, he saw every tear. He bottled it up. He gave me the power to get back up and keep on keeping on. Yeah. 
It's Jesus. Would you all stand with me? It's Jesus. Nothing else but Jesus. And I'm so, I just, oh man, I want you to know. I want you to know the real deal. Life is ugly at times and it's tough. But Jesus helps you just take one more step. When you don't know what to do, you say, what do I do? I, you just get up in the morning and say, Jesus, and take a step. And when you don't know what to do, you just say, Jesus, and take a step. That's all you do. And somehow, he comes in and makes things work out over time. Some of you today, you don't have a connection with Jesus. And today's your day to make that connection. You just ask him into your life. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.